Uncertainty in a precarious Burma ensues since the state of emergency declared on Monday, February 1st. This is the result of a coup in which the military seized control of the government after a parliamentary election in which Aung San Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy, or the NLD party, won by a landslide. The armed forces who supported the opposition party demanded a vote recount, claiming there was fraud involved in the election. When this was denied due to the lack of evidence, the military staged a coup. The president-elect has been charged with a number of crimes and has been put on house arrest, and so have many of the other active members of the NLD party. Now, Min Ong Hlaing, military commander-in-chief and the leader of this coup, currently holds power. He assures that a, quote, free and fair election will be held once the state of emergency is over. The streets of Burma remain quiet, despite Su Chi urging her supporters to protest. Even so, in large cities like Yangon, people express their frustration through light forms of civil disobedience. They bang pots and pans, walk out of their place of work in protest, and wear ribbons to show their opposition to the coup. It is important to note that this is not the first time the Burmese military has overthrown the government. According to the BBC, the military has replaced ministers and deputies, including in finance, health, the interior, and foreign affairs. I have asked my friend Wint, daughter of Burmese immigrants, to join us today. She has agreed to discuss the general population's feelings about the current situation and how it has affected her life, her family's life, or her friends. Hi, Wint. Thank you for agreeing to talk about this with me. No problem. It's my pleasure. So um, first off, where exactly in Burma are you and your family from? So my mom and dad were, are both from Yangon which is a pretty big city, but my dad immigrated to the States when he was at the age of three, I believe, and my mom, she she lived there until she was about 25. So do you have any idea why they moved here? Was there any particular reason? Well, my mom came to the States for better education opportunity, but my grandfather um, made the decision to move to the States with um, my father and the rest of his family because at the time there was a similar situation going on with the military taking over the government. So in your own words, can you just sort of summarize for us what's happening in Burma? I mean, you can even simplify it for some of our listeners who haven't been following the story. You don't have to be accurate. Just what's going on from your point of view? Right. I haven't had much communication with my family members in Burma just because they did cut off cell services. But from the little that I have heard, I know there's curfews. And the first couple of days that the military did take over, they shut everything down. They closed the restaurants. And if you were just like a young man on the streets past curfew, they would literally take you and turn you into one of the soldiers. This is the military, right? That staged the coup? Yes. So speaking of sort of taking people off the streets and forcing them to do things they don't want to do, has your area been affected at all or anyone that you know? I mean, even anecdotes, people that you know, someone who knows someone, have you heard anything? So a distant aunt lives in Yangon and the first day that the military did take over, everyone was panicking. So they all went to the grocery store to buy any groceries or anything they might need to live off of because they don't know if they have to hide at any time or if they won't be able to go out. But um, she says that just the climate of everything is very tense. It's definitely scary because you don't know what's going to happen. They will, without hesitating, shoot you at any time or 
you know, imprison you. Wow, that's crazy. What are your thoughts on this? Not just what's going on, but also like the political struggle, like some of the conflicting ideals and the people in your community. I mean, do they agree with Aung San Suu Kyi's ideals or do they disagree? Is it half and half? Yeah, so majority of Burma, even the Burmese community in America, has always agreed with Aung San Suu Kyi. She's always had the power struggle, though, because I think she holds a citizenship in England. So there's some technicality behind it. But everyone's she's sort of loyal to and yeah. But everyone for the most part has been super supportive of her. And I don't know much about the political side, but I know my parents are they're also in support of her. And I think everyone that I know is just upset, especially my mom, because she lived everything that happened in eighty eight with the military taking over and she has definitely been traumatized by what's happened. And she's just upset that it's all happening again and history's repeating itself. Is your mom concerned for your family? Are they taking any actions? Yeah, she's concerned. And her family that's in Burma, it's just her parents, so they're home most of the time. But it is still very scary. Just if you need to go out, you don't know what's going to happen. For sure. So since you said that there isn't much opposition to the NLD party. Was it clear from even time ago that the military was opposed to the party? And was it clear their stance and also especially Min Aung Hlaing's political influence? Was that very clear? I think the military, like, well, from what I've heard from my parents and my grandparents, the military honestly just wants power. And if they're in power, they in turn get a bunch of money. So the last commander who took over the government in the 1980s, he's basically a billionaire now. Wow. Since the military's in charge, there's a bunch of rich people who are trying to get permits for their business and stuff. And so they compromise with them and say, oh, hey, if you, since you're in charge, if you help me with this, I'll slide you some money. And so the old commander, he's very rich now. And my parents believe it's the same thing. They just want power and money right now. That's crazy. Like if you compare it to the U.S. military, I've never heard of any particular commander making above a certain pay grade. Yeah, yeah. But it's from making the, like, the little deals underneath the table. Right. So you would say that there's some corruption. Right. So you don't think that this coup came as a surprise? You think it was predictable with tension over time and the military wanting power and money, like you said, you don't think this was very surprising? It's not super surprising because also Aung San Suu Kyi, before she was the prime minister, she has been on house arrest before for a super long time. I think a lot of people in government and like the military have always been super scared of her having power. So they've always found a way to put her on house arrest or imprison her. Obviously it's a, it's a surprise, but at the same time, it's not a huge surprise, but everyone's obviously upset that it happened. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you said your mom relived a similar experience in the 80s, which was part of the reason for why she moved here with her family. Could you speak to that sort of experience in, that, in the 80s and the coup a little bit from what you've heard or what you know and how if it affected your family? 
So I have heard little bits from my mom, but she doesn't really like going into detail about it since it was such a traumatic time for her. She She's not a huge fan of just talking about it because right. in her head, it's like it brings up images that she wanted to get rid of. But it was a really hard time at the time. I think she was about 16, maybe. And for a whole month, her and her friends would protest every single day. And it's about to get a little bit graphic. But the military would, to get a reaction from the protesters, they would take the dead bodies of the people that they shot and they would just put them on the end of a, do you know those, I forget what they're called. You know those guns that have like on the end, they have like the- Bayonets. Yeah. So they would pick up the bodies with with the end of that and show it to the crowd of protesters to get them upset. And sometimes if you looked at who was in the military, sometimes at times it would be super young boys and the military would sometimes find super poor young men so and then take them under their wing and have them doing these crazy sort of like child soldiers yeah wow that must have been very traumatizing and scary for your mom to see growing up how old was she when this was going on 16 wow that's that those are very formative years yeah, and she would protest with um, her friends, and I think there were times where she had to hide as well. Right. And it was just all super traumatizing. It would definitely be a hard story to retell. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. Is there anything you'd like to add, maybe something that you'd like to say to your family and you haven't gotten the chance to, or your friends that are there facing this fear and time of uncertainty right now? I think this is just a topic that not a lot of people are familiar with. So I would say I don't even know all of the facts and what's happening, but I would encourage a lot of people to just do their research and maybe sign some petitions or just educate yourself on the topic because it is an important matter and, you know, do whatever we can. And I know there's a lot of people writing letters to, I know my mom And my dad actually wrote a letter to, I think, Nancy Pelosi. Do as much as you can to help since it is still, I guess, a topic not too many people are familiar with. Yes, for sure. And it's really important to involve yourself with international affairs, even if it's not happening within your own country. It's good to know about these things and it just makes you a more knowledgeable and worldly person. Thank you so much, Wint. It's no problem at all. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And once again, a big thank you to Wynn for sharing her unique viewpoint and her version of the story. For KCSB News, I'm Julia Satola.